Hello, my crazy Halloweeners. It is October, and you are getting this on October 26th, which is our True Crime Thursday. And I'm Teresa. You are listening to I'm Having an Episode. She's Criminal. I am back. I have been out for a little bit because of a family emergency, but I hope you enjoyed your time with Heather. She's a great co-host, and I think she did a phenomenal job taking over for me because obviously I couldn't do it. You're getting this week's episode that was supposed to be last week, but is this week, and you almost, (laughs) I find that funny. Because I was talking to her, she's ready to do a favor, and it's totally my bad, but you almost got state law's alcohol again, instead of state law's animal, but that was completely my bad, because I had that doctor, all right, English, my first language, but you would never be able to tell, but I had that document in our shared file instead of the other one, so yeah, completely my bad, I shouldn't have done that, I'm naughty. Anyway, as I said, I am back. I am here. It's time to have an episode. Oh, okay. Breathing. It's good. All right. So we have Melanie Alex. She was born to Francine Levesque. I'm not sure. In January, January 1st, 1974. I am not exactly sure if that's the exact date. I have absolutely no clue, but I couldn't find very much information. And on wickedwe.com, that is what they said. So we're going with it because it is what it is. She was born in 1974, sometime during the year. We got a 1 in 12 chance of getting the correct month and a 1 in 365 chance of getting the right day. No, I don't think that. 1 in 31. Because, I mean, at max, there's 31 days in a month. So, someone will have to tell me what those odds are because I don't freaking know. Math is not one of my things. Like, math and English, same box. Not not my talent. Um, so, this takes place in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. So, as I said... A lot of information. I think I found like three articles. I found a YouTube channel where she gave some information and it said stuff about other things, but I just, I can't find it. I really can't find it. And those articles that I did find were in French. And sadly, I know a bit of Spanish, which Spanish, which is like my colors and numbers and some things. I know some ASL. And I know English, which we have already discovered I am not very good at. So we are going to talk about what we found. So what we did find is Melanie grew up, and these are her claims, allegedly suffering at the hands of those she trusted most. First... She alleges that she was sexually abused by her grandfather. And then she alleges... See? English. 
my first language, but you'd never know. She alleges that her brother, who is 18 months her senior, was sexually abusing her as they when they were adolescents. Then she was in a relationship or she was married. There was some things that said he was a boyfriend. Some things that said he was just a lover. Others said they were married. So you pick your poison. I'm not sure. I saw it multiple different ways. And of the three articles, that's what I got. So who knows? But he was... Stefan LeBlanc, who she said raped and physically abused her all throughout the relationship. So this is Melanie alleges that he threatened to kill her. So she feared that would put her children in his home where he would abuse them also. So in January of 2001, Melanie faced another devastation. Her wheelchair-bound mother's bungalow caught fire. Being handicapped, she was unable to escape the inferno and perished in the fire of a smoke inhalation. We have that when the fire was investigated, they found that Francine, Melanie and Francois' mother, was found near the front door of their her home while her wheelchair was in another room the bungalow was also gutted leaving not much in there they also found that francine had a sleep inducing antidepressant in her system called yeah see oxypan we'll pretend that's right i don't think it is So, Melanie said that she had just saw her mother, and like the good daughter that she is, she put wood and started fire in her wood stove so she could stay warm. I mean, it's Canada. It was probably chilly. And then left. So, they think the firefighters and everything were like, okay, so it must have been that... The wood stove had a spark or something like that. And the fire started, you know, that way. So the fire, even though Melanie was the beneficiary to the property, the fire that killed her mother was deemed an accident. Now, it is two years later, after the tragedy of her mother dying, and another one strikes. Weirdly, very ironically, this was also a fire so it first started out that melanie had kicked out her boyfriend slash husband slash lover you know whichever one he is in january they had an extremely volatile relationship her alleging of him abusing her in their home with their children obviously this was going to happen so she clicked kicked him out and she was extremely worried about how leblanc would react what he would do after having threatened her in may of 2003 melanie stayed up and wrote a will in her will she wrote that she wanted to be a cremated along with her children and buried on the buried 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 
on the family plot. She wrote that LeBlanc never accepted being thrown out and how much she loved her children. So she was worried about LeBlanc beating them. She claimed that she wrote the will to make sure her children, not her ex, got any money in the event that Melanie was to die. According to Melanie, she gave her children that sleep-inducing antidepressant to settle them down since they had been extremely concerned for her safety and they needed to go to bed. Then she got a bottle to warm for the one-year-old Matisse. Having forgotten about the bottle that was boiling, a fire started. Melanie said she tried to get her one-year-old out, but she couldn't through the billowing smoke that was hanging thickly in the air. She was seen hanging out of the bay window on the second floor by her landlord, calling for help. Gregory Racine had come to the house because Melanie had been absent from a notary's meeting to sign a purchase offer for 60000 cash for the home she was renting from him. He managed to get Melanie and another person out of the fire before going back to get Matisse. When he opened the door to the baby's room, he said he was hit with such an immense heat felt like a bomb had gone off and just hit him face first he could not breathe he had to run outside get some air before trying again when he went back into the smoke-filled room he found the baby in his crib non-responsive Racine ran outside and tried to resuscitate Matisse as Melanie screamed my baby my baby (laughs) over the top of them nothing that Racine could have done was enough, and Matisse was pronounced dead. With this being the second fire death in Melanie's history, people became suspicious. Imagine that! As Melanie was burying Matisse, the police were investigating and found some interesting points. When they spoke to the firefighters and paramedics, they found that Matisse a good four to six hours before. It was also determined that there were multiple points in which the fire had been started and at different times. There were six sites of origin for the fire, which were all non-connected, so no way could one fire have started another. And that led them to believe that, obviously, it was deliberately set. One was started in the laundry room. Another was on the closet under the stairs, two different chairs in the living room, and then then there was a bottle. Uh, Both fires they have found were deliberately set, investigators determined. But they pointed out that the flames had originated in multiple unconnected sites at different times. For instance, one fire flared and died at... Francine's bungalow on January 31st, 2001, allowing the air to cool enough for the soot to settle on her prostrate body before a major inferno attracted calls to 911. Melanie's white clapboard home, the fire scene analyst said there were six separate sites of origin for the May 12th, 2003 blaze. That is from a newspaper article. That is, quote, so Melody didn't realize that the investigators were 
would see that there were many things on the counters that weren't even touched by the fire. Like dog biscuits. So the more they researched, the more it was determined that Melanie was not an innocent victim victim suffering devastating losses in her family. But she was actually the culprit setting these fires because she was the beneficiary and would benefit from the deaths. So the day after Matisse was laid to rest, she was taken in by the police where she confessed that she started a fire on the stovetop fed by oil from the fryer. Now I read this and it kind of confused me because does that mean that she like spilled the fryer or she was draining it onto the stove as she started it or just, I don't know, just the oil. I, I don't understand exactly. So it was just a weird turn of phrase, I guess. Now, as soon as the case went to trial, Melanie denied confessing, excuse me, and said that the detective put words in her mouth. Then she claimed she only wrote the will because she was fearing for her life. LeBlanc was threatening her and she didn't know if she would, he would act on those threats. So for two weeks, the court listened to Melanie point fingers, explain how she was the victim showing no emotion as she described trying to save her son and contradicted herself too many times to count. She also described how she fought smoke and fire to rescue Matisse, but when she got into his room, left, because she said he was already dead. The fuck? I'm sorry, you see your child, your one-year-old, in his bed. And you're like, eh, we were going to get cremated anyway. I'm just going to leave him here. Who does that? No one would just leave their child there. Dead or alive, you wouldn't want your child's body just to be burned in this inferno of the house and that sort of shit. There's, There's no way. There's no way. No parent would do that. And there's smoke. There's fire. It's just a chaotic environment. And at a glance, you're like, yeah, that's dead. My baby. My little one-year-old. Totally dead. No. Uh-uh. Bitch, the only way you knew he was dead is if you killed him. I'm sorry. I, I Parents who love their children would not be able to face the idea that their child was dead. You may see this body over there and your brain, even in that chaos, isn't going to be like, ah, well, that's dead. I better save myself. No, you're going to do everything in your power to get that child. You're going to. It's, I mean, I'm going to, and even if I felt his cold body or whatever, or just anything like that, barely breathing, no breathing, nothing, I wouldn't at a glance determine that my child was dead. Not on my life. 
I have a 20-year-old, 21-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 12-year-old. All of them taller than me. Probably heavier than me. Well, no, not heavier than me. I'm just weak-ass bitch. Anyway, I wouldn't leave them. I would be dragging their asses out of the house. I would make sure that every single one of my baby was out of there. Hell, I would make sure my husband was out of there because I love my family. I would do everything in my power to get them out of there. And I would not determine myself at a glance in such a chaotic environment that they were dead. No, sorry. Nope. So because of the similarities between her mother and how her son died, they brought the mother's case into there. and. Melanie blamed the ex, who wasn't even there to defend himself, for the fire and death of their son. And then she blamed her brother for the death of their mother. Even though she was the last one to see her, was the one who started the wood stove, supposedly. Although they found, eventually went back and found multiple points of ignition for the origins of the fire. So... Yes, it's her brother's fault. And she also blamed him for the alleged abuse. Uh, When asked about the will, the prosecutor pointed out that although she said she wanted to make sure her children were to get any money she left behind, were she to die, the only thing in the will mentioning the children was to say she wanted them buried in the family plot. So there was no mention of money. There was no mention of their survival there was no mention of anything except for she wanted them to be cremated and buried together so that's very contradictory so it took six days for seven women and five men to come to i suck let's try that again it took six days for seven women and five men to come to the conclusion that melanie was not an innocent victim. No. They declared her a murderer. She was found guilty of first degree murder and arson in the death of her son and of her mother two years before. She was also found guilty of attempted murder of another person who has not and cannot be named. I have no doubt it's because of either age or privacy laws or something like that. I'm unsure. And I mean, privacy, privacy. So the jury heard everything, but there was also some stuff left out. Like they didn't hear how Melanie called the Journal de Montreal to declare she was being treated unfairly. Unfairly. Yeah, I think I said it right. And was the victim. The prosecutor was too friendly with the media, which made her look bad, and that she was going to bring a complaint against the Quebec Superior Court, Justice France Carbonneau. That's just a lot of names. She also claimed that the judge was just plain mean. That's not all, folks. 
The jury also didn't hear of how Melanie was sus- suspected of setting fire to LeBlanc's Jeep and how she had failed an attempt of setting her clothing on fire while in prison. She was even willing to sacrifice herself to fire to prove a point. It is unsurprising that she failed the attempt since obviously she only harms those that are weaker and more vulnerable than her. So because of the guilty verdict, Melanie received a sentence for life in prison with no chance for parole for 25 years. When the verdict was handed down, Francois and LeBlanc were ecstatic. Francois, this is her older brother, said that Melanie was manipulative and mean and always has been. Like, as long as he can remember, there isn't a time where she wasn't this just disgusting human being. And he feels that Melanie is dangerous and there is no limit to what she might do. LeBlanc said that Melanie looked disappointed when she was sentenced and it made him happy. He was beaming from ear to ear, knowing that Melanie was going to pay for killing their son. Both LeBlanc and Francois said they were going to have nice family holidays, knowing that Melanie would be in prison for the next 25 years. They also said they felt threatened because she showed absolutely no remorse for the crimes that she committed. Um, she shows no guilt, no sadness, and absolutely no reaction at all to a loss to having not only lost her mother and son, but to be put in prison. Melanie is clearly a very disturbed individual. And just her obsession with fire, she needs help. She needs some major therapy and just mental help. There's no way she is going to be rehabilitated unless she does. She has that fire obsession. She is a standard female serial killer type where she targets people more vulnerable and she kills those that she knows. So if she ever gets left out, she's going to do this again. Maybe differently. She may get smarter. Let's hope not. I just hope she doesn't get out because unless she gets some intense therapy, she's going to do this again. So that is our murderer arsonist, Melanie Alex. I do believe she had more children than just Matisse. I don't know if it's LeBlanc, who's the father of all the children. I don't know. But she killed her mother, allegedly. She killed her son, allegedly, and was found guilty. And she was found guilty for attempting to kill someone else. And there we are, people. So you will get the link to the blog in the description of the video. We will have a question. 
we will have a poll. And I think that is it. You will have our final episode next week. And then it will be freaking November. So last bonisode is on Halloween. And I hope you guys have your costumes. I hope you have your candies. I have crocheted a cauldron for us to hand out candy from. I'm super excited for that. I haven't got myself a costume because the costume I want is to be rainbow bright and the chaos of the past month and a half has been too much. And that has been the least of my worries. Honestly, they're just, I didn't need it. So thank you for listening. And I hope you guys continue listening and I will See you next week. Hopefully you'll tune in for the bony sode. I am Teresa and you are listening to I'm having an episode. She's criminal. Okay, love you bye. Yay!